Black revolutionaries, distillery owners, Italian fashion retailers, and Motown Grammy winners all share their best stories never before told in any other media outlets on Detroit Is Different. Visit DetroitIsDifferent.com or download the Detroit Is Different app on Apple's App Store or Google's Play Store. Back in effect in the Detroit is Different studios. It is June 4th, 2018. We are in full effect of summer. Uh, Juneteenth coming up. The Detroit fireworks coming up. My Golden State Warriors are about to win another championship. And all types of good things are happening. But Whoa. this week, <laughs> this week, we got an opening of something that's entrepreneurial. Black empower, as they call it, black girl magic. Um, let's see, what other adjectives can we go from there? Straight up melanated. independent, melanated love. Right. Julia in the house, a home of my friend Caitlin. Julia, how are you doing today? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. And you go on Facebook Live. Shout out to Jay Rainey, who says she's going to watch Jay. Mad love. Jamie. Hopefully you getting back in full spirits and everything, grinding, uh, gallivanting across the world with kids from Detroit. We love that. Finding Mona Lisa. Ain't no telling where she's going to be next. Uh, oh, my gosh. Right. Be in Japan uh, showing kids. Kid. God knows what, right. what arts. <laughs> showing Blue kids from Mac and Connor. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a lot. Right. Like, the guy that did the rap snacks can draw better than this. Yes. <laughs> she is funny. So, we're going to start this off like we always start Detroit is Different Interviews. Detroit and your family. Are you a first generation, second generation uh, Detroiter? What What's happening with your family in Detroit? So my family has been living in Detroit um, all of our life. I think my grandmother actually was from um, Alabama, who is now passed away. And okay, we wait. love her so we, much. But The question always becomes, because it's like different sects of people in Detroit. Like, yeah. It's a lot of Alabamans. Yeah. And it's a lot of people from Georgia. It is. And it sure is a lot of people from Mississippi. It and it's funny, like, different neighborhoods pick different places mm -hmm. just through the family. So mm -hmm. what part of Alabama? I'm not even sure. I never got a chance to have that conversation with her. Um, mm -hmm. Our relationship was, you know, kind of close, but we never got a chance to really dig into her past. So I just know that piece of information from her. But then from generations on up, um, everyone has been living in Detroit. Okay. So when you talk about living in Detroit, now we get into what neighborhood in Detroit? So my immediate, my immediate family is on the east side of Detroit in the mm -hmm. Grasher and Harbor area. Mm. Where mm -hmm. a lot of Alabamans were. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like uh, the great uh, Coleman Young, yes, amongst many others from Alabama to Detroit. So Gratiot Harper, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. that's that's a interesting intersection, just all around. Like it's like uh, neighborhood bars over there, barbecue places. It's a lot places. of different stuff over there. Um, and then just a, a different sense of community. What was it like growing up over there? Um. It was a little different, I would say. Well, it wasn't really that bad. The only thing I didn't like um, about the community is we got the chance to ride the wave on seeing it um, not at its best or seeing it um, really turn into a more area of poverty mm -hmm. um, with the influence of drugs and other different things that came into the neighborhood. So when we first actually moved over there, beautiful area, a lot of greenery, 
um, a very nice place just for a family to grow up and be raised on the east mm-hmm. side, like this little bitty, like hidden section almost. Mm-hmm. But you know, now um, it has become an area that is not so great to raise a family in. But mm-hmm. um, it looks like they are trying to turn things around, cleaning up the community. Um, there are a lot of those small or um, urban farms popping up in that area. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's taking a turnaround for the best. Okay, so high school. What school were you from? I went to Kettering. K-E. <laughs> Class of 2001. Okay, I'm an 01 person as well, so okay. that's what's up. And, and let me say this. Kettering still has, like, a good culture, like, Cooley and some of the other ones. Like, the Kettering uh, cookout that happens every year. I never go to it. May be, like, one of the most highly attended it events. Is. It is in Detroit, yeah, even if like, you didn't go to Kettering. I know it's like cars uh, from mm-hmm. basically the service drive of Van Dyke all, all the way the down, way. <laughs> all the way down. It's like a party. It's this big party. Uh huh. So what was Kettering like uh, for you as far as the culture there, the teachers there? What what was the experience? Well, number one, that's where I met my I met my husband when I was in high school, even though he went to another high school. So mm-hmm. high school was amazing for me. But um. Okay, I had wait, to find time my out, own time way. Out. So was it like a, a party? See, if you're 01, so was it a party yeah. at like CJ's or the Indigo Ballroom or something like that where y'all met or something? Um, No, we read it, We met at the Renaissance Center. Oh. This is the funniest story ever. Now I got to tell our backstory. Okay. Um, Black we met at, <laughs> I'm all for it. Black marriage. Is, yes. We met at the Renaissance Center. Um, I actually worked at McDonald's and he worked at Harmony House. That's how you oh, know this is so man. old because this non-existent. Yo, I may have bought um, Harmony House. I may have bought a couple albums from that Harmony House because <laughs> I bought my Slim Shady EP. I bought that. Uh, Take that, a really good look. He that was there. horrible um, second Method Man album mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for eighteen ninety nine. Overpriced. Yeah, exactly. yeah Harmony House. Mm-hmm. And um. I was in there one day just like browsing with a friend because, of course, I'm not about to buy any. I wasn't going to buy any CDs from Harmony House. They were just overpriced. Mm-hmm. And um, he asked me, could I get him a, um, what was it? A strawberry. Parfait. A mm-hmm. strawberry parfait. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to get you one. And as soon as I got out of his eyesight, I was like running to get this strawberry parfait Hilarious. because I thought he was cute. Hilarious. And I brought it back and he ate it. Mm. And then he asked me for my phone number after. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the yeah that was the you had to write down a phone number days. Yeah, yeah, you had to write down a phone number. Yeah, mm. so um, that's how we met, and we've been together um, ever since. That was nineteen ninety nine. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. It's not even uh, Renaissance Center in love. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the the movie theater closed for a second, but that was back when it was. That was open. actually the first place we went on a date. Wow, was in that movie theater. What what movie did you all see? We didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was playing? In I don't know. Life? It wasn't the Lion. Was it Lion King? It was a replay of Lion King. I don't know. It probably was. I was too busy hugging and kissing. Like I love you so much. You didn't even watch it. Didn't even watch the movie. Up in there, caking. In the back row. In a back row. Yeah. So, so with this, mom and dad, what did they do? So my mother was a stay-at-home mom. Um, she took care of me and my two brothers. And older my, or younger? 
Um, they're younger. I'm actually the oldest. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. In my immediate circle, I'm the oldest in my immediate circle. And um, mm-hmm. my father was an independent contractor, and he did that for years until he retired. Maybe about nine, ten years ago, I think something like that. Yeah. So contracting, like uh, building trades, uh-huh, contracting. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did he? Uh, so what was the style of his work generally? Basically, almost everything. So um, it was residential and it was commercial. Residential and commercial. So he did both, mm, mm. which is super awesome because that's something that he passed down to my brothers, and so that's the trade that they'll, you know, that will always be like in a family. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, as that's happening, just with so many opportunities popping up with uh, a lot of the building trades, mm-hmm. and being that your father was existent doing that at that time and age, as I look, if you graduated on one, you're like me. It was a different Detroit era mm-hmm. as things have ebbed and flowed. Mm-hmm. And as things are flowing, a lot of us, meaning a lot of black people, aren't involved in a lot of these skills and right. trades. Um, some of it, they say due to licensing and regulation and are people certified and some of it not the work or some of it just right. for whatever whatever take. Uh, what What's some of the perspectives that your dad has on a lot of the development happening in Detroit right now? He likes the development side of it. Um, I think the only thing that he really doesn't care for too much is that factor of it because in his era or, you know, back in his day, um, you were able to just basically teach it to one another. And then you were able to find work like um, handyman work, whether if it was in your neighborhood or picking up maybe a side job for another business or something like that. But it has changed so much to where now you do need um, different certifications or licensing mm-hmm. and things like that. <laughs> Public Enemies Minister of Information, Professor Griff, celebrates the 30-year anniversary of the best hip-hop album ever. Thursday, June 28, 2018, at the Jam Handy. Witness a special behind-the-music unsung tribute to Public Enemies, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back album. Hip-hop performances from Mahogany Jones, Kari, Way, Frazier, and more will honor the landmark album. Anything like that to actually do contract work. Okay, so what about your brother's takes? My brother, he um, actually was working through the skills that he learned. He actually um, got a really good job through um, a business. I'm not going to say their name. He got mm-hmm. a really um, good job through a business. So it can be beneficial because sometimes it is about... Um, the connections that you make with certain people in order mm-hmm. to get into certain places. But, um, yeah, that was really good for him, but he still uses some of his work, but mostly he has gotten to, um, his career in the medical field. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now <clears throat> we talk about all of this and you grew up in a household of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So this has led you into your journey in entrepreneurship. Yeah. So when did you start and, What's the business you got? Um, let me give this first, the reason why I started. Okay. Um, I started um, my own business because I discovered that I am a horrible employee. Um, I don't like to, I don't like a lot of unnecessary, unfair rules. Uh-huh. And then I don't um, like a certain set work schedule okay so how did that mcdonald's uh work out for you 
as a kid. This did. is where I learned. <laughs> <laughs> it was like at 14. At 14. This is how I learned this. I actually worked at um, a McDonald's and a KFC. And when they this said is how clean I learned the bathroom, this. I was no like, more. no uh, more. I need to own my um, own establishment. Working for a business like that is really eye opening. I worked for a McDonald's, a Kentucky Fried Chicken, and a Taco Bell. Before. Hey, shout out. I've, I've done, let's see. <laughs> We've had an eye Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. That was tough. I've I've done Taco, Taco Bell. Tough. I've done Pizza Hut. Yes. I've done uh, Burger King. Mm-hmm. And I've also worked at uh, the the Comerica Park. So I've done a gambit of food service yes. jobs uh, as well. And yeah, Taco Bell was the toughest because it's it was tough. just so many different ingredients. Oh my gosh. Burger King, it was just like everything is basically the same. Just same with McDonald's. Stuff. Whereas with Taco Bell, it's like, oh, you you didn't put guacamole on it's that. It's rough. like, yo, it it's going to be a Nacho Bell Grande today. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I just knew, like, working for different places like that and even mm-hmm. some other jobs that I had, that um, mm-hmm. the way that um, some employers treat their employees are so unfair. And I mm-hmm. felt that if I had my own place, that I would never treat people like that. Wow. And, um... I will always treat them fairly. And then I also wanted to open up um, a place that had an environment that was friendly and comfortable where anybody could come in and attend. And so this is where, um, well, first it was Fitness by Julie, but Fitness by Julie has evolved and we've actually opened up our studio, which is Commit to be Fit Studio and Boutique. Okay. All right. So uh, what was the first iteration as the journey in entrepreneurship is long as like Very. this in my journey we hear mm-hmm. the sirens in the background mm-hmm. we in the hood now mm-hmm. and i've i've traveled a long way because i've had offices and spaces in different places yeah and now i'm settled in here yeah in my vision but um when did it start and uh what what was the initial um what was that those initial days when it comes to just that ebb and flow of uh, what my dad says, and my dad's an entrepreneur too, just getting their money. Because I know me personally, mm-hmm. and, and I see this in certain other entrepreneurs, and maybe not in you, but even charging a person for something that you love to do mm-hmm. was difficult for me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, damn, you know, I kind of really like doing this, and I don't know if they really got the money. Or right. Da, 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 da. And I see a lot of young entrepreneurs like that. So what was that process like? Um, I had to realize... Um, that people do have the money and we spend money on what we want to spend our money on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, ne- it's not the fact that they don't have the money. It's just um, showing people that you have a product and a brand just as another business or another corporation that is worth them spending or investing their money and time into. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we had to build. And yes, it took a little bit of time, but um you have to know and you have to know your brand and you have to be confident in your brand in order to sell yourself and have your um your prices um according to that. Mm. So when it came to just that learning curve starting mm-hmm. off, um, what was the first iteration? What was when the first day when you opened up, was it a class? Was it a workshop? What was the first thing you did? Well, Commit to Be Fit Studio and Boutique opens today. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when it started just with but, what you do. Yeah, so um, I first started, well, actually, I first started my um, fitness journey by working for different gyms, I should say. Okay. And um, the reason I took that route is because I know I needed to build a fan base and a following. Okay. So 
it's hard to just jump on social media and say, hey, you guys, look at me. I'm a personal trainer and a fitness instructor, and nobody knows who the heck you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went that route, um, started building up my class sizes, also working on my skill level as far as with um, interacting and connecting with everyone. Um, then from there, once I felt that um, I had reached my potential in those different um situations it was time for me to pull back and actually i started personal training um at my home in my basement okay who was your first client my very first client was actually my cousin and her name is mm. leticia shout out leticia yeah that's my the, very uh, the first, very first the bottom client. dollar the like, very <laughs> first client yeah. and she still comes to my classes today wow. which is super amazing that's really cool mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that and, and let me say this uh mm-hmm. sometimes those are the toughest clients people that have known you for a long time mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you have already a rapport and relationship mm-hmm. because you know the other layers of of their life yes you know so uh in building and working with her uh what did it teach you um that i can do it that I can do it. Um, even though you like once you get started and you're started, but you still have that like self doubt, like, uh, I know that I'm doing this, but can I really do this? Like, can I really, really accomplish my goals and reach the vision that I'm seeing in my head? Can I really get mm-hmm. to that vision? Mm-hmm. So, um, it was a couple different bumps in the road. Um, my favorite story is my very first boot camp that I held outdoors. Okay. Um, it was actually at Baldock Park, and I had flyers, and I put them up at my old job, and I was just very excited. I had all my equipment, and literally, I think only one person showed, which wow. was Letitia. My husband was there. Of course, wow. you know, Michelle was there. But when you're planning for about 20, maybe 25 people, and you put all this preparation into and then mm-hmm. you get one person, that can kind of make you, you know, retreat or give up or feel like... Mm-hmm oh, this isn't for me, I'm a failure, I can't do this. And, yeah, it was rough. Mm. Now, those days for me sometimes are the days over time, yeah, it's the gut check. Mm -hmm. It's definitely the gut check. But it also uh, is a time where you can really work your craft and hone your skill Yeah. as you learn to treat one as if they're that crowd of 100 or Mm -hmm. 1,000 or Mm 10,000 or whatever. So, um since then with boot camps and, and marketing and getting other inclusion, what has been your method of operation? Um, I would say, um, just making sure that I'm always being, um, available and, um, engaging more with my customers and clients. Mm-hmm. Cause before I would just, um, put content out or, maybe a Facebook post or an Instagram post, but then I'm never available or on there to answer or respond, or mm-hmm. maybe I don't have a website running or just being more available to my customers. Okay. What, uh, in, in shifting in this, and we're talking about content world because nowadays in as a business is very important the way that you interface and engage. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's always been important, but, before in a brick and mortar sense because people came to places now it's so many points of connection with people Mm -hmm. you know and you almost have to pick and choose what what social networks to to engage and how to respond and you know do you you know liking other people's pictures you know you can literally 
work eight hours mm-hmm. and then get home and then spend five hours a day on social media commenting mm-hmm. and liking birthday pictures and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. How have you managed that flow? I do it all the time, every single day, because I had to realize that um, that part of marketing is actually a part of my job. That's a part of my job. So um, through a lot of research, one of the things I had to find out was, um, or I should say one of the questions that's asked of entrepreneurs are, um, where are your customers? Where are your customers? So I just kept asking myself, where are my customers? Where are my customers? My customers are on social media, all of them on Mm -hmm. some type of form of social media. Mm -hmm. So if they're there, I need to be there as well. Mm -hmm. And so I am, um, I make, um, content posts, um, on Facebook and I only use Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is okay, but for what I'm doing, I found that, um, that wouldn't be the most popular, but Facebook and Instagram are the two that I use. And, let me, um, let, let me stop and I want you to continue with mm-hmm. your point, but just for anybody watching and I use Instagram and Facebook and YouTube a little bit, but mm-hmm. I haven't, I just post and, and almost house it on mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, but for anybody watching, picking and choosing which platforms to use mm-hmm. is also a method in your operation. Too. It is. So continue. It is. Um, but Facebook will always be number one, no matter how much people don't want to believe that Facebook is number one. Right now, it is. And um, it has continued to just grow uh, mm-hmm. enormously, especially once you start to figure out um, who your target market is. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone has a Facebook page. Everyone does not have a Instagram, Mm-mm. but everyone has a Facebook. Mm-hmm. No matter the age ranges, um, young, old, it doesn't matter. Almost everyone has a Facebook page, even if they don't use it. They, they've activated one at some point. Okay, so it in this journey of learning social media as mm-hmm. well, expanding in like to what has become your job, mm-hmm. um, how do you still manage being you? How do you still manage uh, just being a human being, mm-hmm. being a wife, being a daughter, being a sister? Mm-hmm. What's like, because time can run away. It can. Um, you have to get really creative and then you have to learn how to use um these apps appropriately. So regardless of what is still an app, um, a lot of these apps have schedulers or scheduling methods. Mm-hmm. So actually what I do is, I don't know how everybody else uses or runs their business, but to be more balanced, which is my mm-hmm. husband word balanced, to okay. be more balanced, I use a scheduler. Um, you can actually go on to um, whichever social media platform that you use or choose and you can schedule your content to post on certain days and at certain times. Mm -hmm. So if I sit down for one day, I can schedule content for three days, four days, five days. Mm -hmm. So then um, I just get an alert like, hey, your picture of this saying this has posted at this time. And then now my job is to just respond and reply whenever I get a message. Okay. So it keeps it really simple. All right. Now, mm-hmm. uh, when did you start noticing uh, as you started having more intentions with your social media mm-hmm. and engaging it, uh, a change in, in welcoming an audience mm-hmm. um, and growing of your business? I think I noticed it when I became more serious about my craft. Mm-hmm. Um I was always doing like fitness stuff, but it wasn't consistent. I was doing a lot of pop-ups, but um, 
it's like, okay, well, Julia's working here. Okay, but now she's not working here. Okay, now she's here, but then now she's not working there. People need to know where you are on a more regular basis. That way you can develop a following. So once I became more serious and just zoned in on what exactly I was going to do, then that's when it really started to grow. Okay, now you also talked about pop-ups. Is mm-hmm. pop-up, like, it's a term, and like most things, and I mm-hmm. guess this may be the nerd in me or the, the inner rapper in me, mm-hmm. it's a culture in itself, and people have loose interpretations of what pop-up is nowadays. Okay. Please explain uh, to you uh, where pop-up fitness is in Detroit today and what's a good method of approaching that for the person watching this looking Mm -hmm. up to you and saying okay maybe I can try it through a pop-up way so what I've always found to work is to keep things very simple so instead of trying to figure out what something means go for exactly what it's called if it's called a pop-up you literally just pop up and that's what I consider a pop-up I would tell people um, maybe a week in advance that this is where I'm going to be, or sometimes two, um, that this is where I'm going to be on this day at this time. And I call it a pop-up, which lets them know that on that day next week or two weeks from now, I'm not going to be there. Or it's a possibility that I may pop back up again, but mm-hmm. just not at that same location. Uh, for the facilitators of a lot of this, mm-hmm. like the event promoters or the... I guess nowadays there's so many different ways, event coordinators, uh, organizations, like so many different interests, you know, uh, what ways can they really support um, having something in fitness be a part of what they're doing? For event coordinators? Because I'm sure you get those calls like, hey, my church is doing this. And, you know, we got a guy doing a hustle instruction. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, we also got the the the, mm-hmm. the, the popcorn machine and the kids going to sing some uh, stuff in the talent show. Yeah. Can you uh, do a, a, a yoga or something? Yeah. How um, do I do that with integrity and actually arm you with the best um, in, in the most advantageous situation? So what I do with um, events like that is I make sure I get as much information about that event um, that I possibly can from that person. But then I am really big on researching. Find out as much as you can about something before you actually give a commitment and say yes. Because what if you get there and it's completely outside of what you represent or maybe you just don't want to be in that environment. So um, before I give a yes to anything, I make sure I always do my research or even talk to someone that is um, that has been there or has done something like that at that place before. Mm-hmm. Um, then let as, me say this: Wait, mm-hmm. I know that sounds like very common sense, mm-hmm. but just being a person that I've done it before, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen often. So it <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that is not just common sense advice, but apply that advice. You have to apply it because even before I came here today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was on my laptop and I was putting in my work. Like nobody paid me to research your Mm -hmm. podcast. I did that on my own because I wanted to be prepared. Um, As soon as I found out, I knew a young lady that was actually on your show. I was calling her phone so fast. So now I can put the brakes on my own research and I can get this excellent one-on-one advice and conversation from Mm -hmm. her who I know is going to give me the real deal about the business. And then that can let me know, okay, do I need to say yes, I'm still going, or maybe I've changed my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, you get the expert opinion mm-hmm. on it. And mm-hmm. you did. Um, and, and a lot of people just don't. A lot of people say yes or they say yes and are non-committal or mm-hmm. non like really just don't even know the frame of reference for what the advantage is yeah. and as we talk about these opportunities as i'm a person that believes some of my best uh my best business success has come from collaborating mm-hmm. through opportunities presented to me um having intentionality with knowing uh, not necessarily like, um, okay, so I meet this person and they'll introduce me to uh, Jesus and then Jesus is going to give me gold. Right. It's not like that as much as like, okay, this was, this, in doing the act, this is what the success is. Right. Sometimes just me doing the act, I believe, is the success for me to get the experience. Mm-hmm. And then from there, now I can see where that folds into what I'm doing, but I, I, I have grown into learning more of that practice, but being that you're applying that too, right? It's good to know that I'm not going crazy. No, it, it works. <laughs> um, I feel like you really fitness by Julie that has now opened up a studio. Um, it could not have been possible if I was not willing to do the work. There were a lot of long hours that people did not see. So everyone sees the end result. They see the studio. They see um, the classes, they see those different things, but they didn't see me up till four or five o'clock in the morning. Then, okay. Teaching a class at nine. They didn't see that part mm-hmm. or they see the website running. They can click on all the buttons and everything's working. And it's so cute, but it took a lot of hours to get that stuff done. And unless you're committed, then it's not, it's not going to get done. Okay. Now, how are you choosing to collaborate with different people as, um, you're very passionate about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I am love I love the tech world, the web world. Most of the money I make is based on uh, I get paid for what people don't want to do themselves because mm-hmm. they don't want to stay up till 4 in the morning figuring out how right. to change the color of their button on their website right. or make, right. a, make a landing page. Right. Um, how do you pick and choose what to do and what to pay a person to do? Mm-hmm. And then furthermore, if you're going to pay for the service, um, which person to, to go to? Um, I have not picked anyone outside of myself because mm. I believe that I'm like superwoman and I can do all these things. Okay. So, um, that part has yet to come. Basically, mm-hmm. between my husband and I, we are pretty much able to get almost everything done. Does mm-hmm. it take a lot of hours? Yes, but we save a heck of a lot because we're actually willing to just do the work. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not a form of laziness. It's just knowing and believing that you can do it. A lot of this stuff, or people may not even believe it, but a lot of things you can do yourself if you pretty much just put in the work. Okay. Now, as you talk about putting in the work and doing Mm -hmm. it yourself, uh, comes the whole um, two things happen. Mm -hmm. Because this is how I've grown into my business. Mm -hmm. One, people start approaching you and wanting you to do it for them, A. Yeah. And B, um, you know, the, the, the old adage of jack of all trades and, right. and master of none. So I want you to give a take on both of those. So um, when people ask me to um, do things for them or provide services for them, I just have to um, 
politely say no i can't do it for you but maybe there's something that we can work out where i can possibly show you and Mm -hmm. then that is where a fee would be applied um Mm -hmm. i believe in teaching each other Mm -hmm. um our community can be so much stronger if we would just share Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we like to keep things such a secret to, because we don't want others to take our customers or steal our clients or whatever the term or phrase may be. But um, I believe in teaching. So not only are my the women that see me, not only are they my clients, but they're also learning as well. Like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, she opened up a studio. Or how did you get your website running? How did you get this certain amount of customers? And, you know, yeah, so... That is something that we're also working on as well because we want to make sure that this is something that's teachable. Okay, now mm-hmm. as far as the jack of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. As you take on more in the superwoman zone of it, mm-hmm. uh, do you feel that it could take away from you just focusing on one dynamic and saying this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm drilling down on? Well, before there was Fitness by Julie, there were about three other businesses in there. Like I had all these different things that I had started and I owned all these different websites and stuff. And I had to um, just take a break and figure out, okay, what is really for me? Fitness is for me. So I'm not necessarily the jack of all trades because I am the master of my craft, which is fitness. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything else that is on the side of there, I am investing back into my fitness. So as far as creating, um, whether it's videos, whether it's um, playlists, whatever it is that I need to get done for my business, right now at this time, I just feel like I can get it done. And it's funny that you just gave that response too, Mm because you're making me not feel crazy because I got a lot of different stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I feel... I feel like I try to move in derivatives that are closer to mm-hmm. already where my interests lie. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 basically opening doors that are deeper into where I'm going. So mm-hmm. in my mind, it's down the same path. Now, right. if a person came to me or you and said, "Hey, you know, we can open the um, the fitness uh, the fitness used car lot," I'd be like. Uh, I'd say Detroit is different used cars I'd say no and I think you'd say no to the used car lot and you'd say alright we may be able to partner creatively when right. we have a time to think about it right. but I don't know if used cars doesn't fit in the vision of right. Detroit is different right you know I've learned to just you just gotta say no like mm-hmm. either it works or either it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And if it's not just going down your straight path of what you're trying to do at that moment, then everything else has to wait. Like mm-hmm. all all my other um, business ideas and adventures, that doesn't mean that they're not possible. It's just right now I have to focus on this. And so I'm like super focused. Okay. Tunnel vision. Now, tunnel vision of what you're focused on. Business mm-hmm. opening today, ribbon cutting, the whole nine yards. You got right. a grand celebration. What's happening? Break it down. It is actually at 6.30 p.m. today, and we're having what we call a soft opening. It's going to be back in time. (laughs) (laughs) So so they're going to see this later, but it's opening June 4th, 2018. That means that if you're watching this, you can check it out. June 4th, 2018, because I forgot that you have to timestamp stuff. Yeah, yeah. June 4th, 2018, so Commit to Be Fit Studio and Boutique is opening. We are not having a ribbon cutting. We are having a countdown. Okay. And basically, it was my husband's idea, because he's, like, super awesome, right? 
Okay. So um, our doors are going to roll up and um, we are going to count down like the door roll up. And so, yeah, when the door rolls up, then you'll be able to walk in and you'll be able to see like everything that we have done to this amazing space. Location. What's the address? It is 11839 Grashert. So actually, I'm still on the east side. I am in Mm. between Connors and Gunston. Ain't that something? You still on the east side? Not too far from. <laughs> still on the east side. You know what? And that's another thing that I had to learn too with um, marketing. And first, I used to say it was marketing. Now I've learned about target marketing. Yes. Where are your people? So if I have grown this amazing following on the east side, why would I uproot and move to Southfield? That makes no mm-hmm. sense. Or if I've grown this amazing community on the east side, why would I go to it? It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Everyone is east. So right now we are east. As and well. then that's a, a main thoroughfare. People can get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, most definitely. It, it's near where the, the inner city sub center is. Yeah, it's right down the street from the ninth precinct. Yep. Down the street from the literally precinct. I'm on the same side. Yep. And like everything on the east side, it's by the airport. But every <laughs> <laughs> down the street from the airport, it's like uh, by the city airport. Mean? Oh yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. So that's what we are, and we are super excited um, just about the opportunity to even open up our business. And mm-hmm. this, is, I was going to share this today, but I can give a pre-share on the show because okay. One of the things that we want to get our community more focused on is um, actually their finances mm-hmm. and learning how to make their money work for them and not just spending it all on everything. My husband and I opened up our facility on our own. We did not do a Motor City match. We did not do a grant. We did not do any of those things. We worked. We saved our money. We reinvested into our business. And then here it is. I like it. I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. Now, as we talk about that, that goes into another layer where you have something that I don't have, but my parents had and Mm -hmm. also my grandparents, Mm -hmm. where you are married and sharing in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But it definitely always intrigues me because I've seen that business model my whole life because Mm -hmm. my mom was my dad's business partner my granddad and my grandma they were like it it was a part of the relationship you know the children and the business it was all in one thought thought process what is that type of relationship like and um and, and and how has that experience been for you it is so much fun Every day you get to talk to and conversate about business and money and operations with your actual partner, someone that you know that has your best interest every single day. There's no question if they have their best, if they have your best interest or not. So things that you would have to worry about from someone on the outside, like, oh, do they really have my best interest at heart? Are they playing with my books or numbers or stealing money or whatever? You don't have to worry about that because the business is working for the family. Somebody steals money. It's like it's only coming out of ourselves. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then if there's other things that we Mm -hmm. want to move around within that, we most Mm -hmm. definitely can because this is for us. Okay. Now, uh, in this journey, Mm -hmm. um, what was the like who who was the 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 what? Who was the the lead cheerleader who who took the lead in this? Where like this is what we're gonna do? How did it come together? Where now the the marriage 
has extended into a business partnership as well. I think this is something that my husband always wanted. Hmm. Um, but so he was conjuring this up the whole the time. The whole time. Like, he always believed that this is something that, you know, we could do. Hmm. But with me being the front face voice, the workout person, I didn't hmm. have the confidence in myself hmm. to believe that I could do it. So even sometimes when you have that driving force behind you, if you don't feel like you can do it, then you'll never get it done. That's I deep. didn't believe I could. Now, what what do you think was the struggle where the the confidence has been built over time? What why did you have that doubt? As I definitely feel with what you're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, in our community is very prevalent, mm-hmm. and maybe even in American society. But I'm in paramount of thought process. I think black community, mm-hmm. uh, Detroit. And then I'm like, okay, America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of like my thought process. Mm-hmm. So uh, why do you think that that type of thought, and I, I find it often in a lot of like where self-doubt is so yeah, it's a present. Lot. Um, we don't um, feed each other or plant those seeds um, within one another to know that you are worthy and you are able and you are capable Um we need to start telling each other that more and more every single day. If somebody told you that every day, you would believe it without a doubt. If somebody mm-hmm. said to you every single day, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. You're going to be like, oh, I can do it. But mm-hmm. we don't have that every single day. Mm-hmm. So that has become our mission. We, You can do it. You are committed. You can be fit. You can lose weight. You are great. You are every single day over and over and over and over and over. Until the point we put it in their head so much that they believe it and then they achieve it without even knowing that they achieved it. Uh, Within that, something that I've also uh, been fixated on recently is the value systems. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are some of the value systems that you have in your relationship that ooze over into the ethics that you give into your business? Honesty. Simple. Just be honest um, be upfront. If there's an idea that you have, state your idea. Your ideas are not, um, how should I should say? Your ideas are not stupid is a really easy way to put it. And once you get that idea out, let's talk about it. Let's see if it's really a good idea. And then even if, say if he has an idea that I may not think is so what, you know what the perfect, the perfect scenario for that is the carpet the carpet okay so we went to go purchase these rugs (laughs) Mm -hmm. he wanted these rugs so bad and i'm like "Mm, i really don't know about these rugs but you know what that is his idea how about instead of shutting it down how about we try it Mm -hmm. let's try it and what we we call things demoing we'll demo it we'll try it let's try it and see how it works so when we actually got into the space you know what he was right it worked perfectly but just because I didn't necessarily see the vision at first, that doesn't mean that his vision isn't good. Let's just try it and see. So we've learned to just be honest. Just keep it real. If you have an idea, say what your idea is. Let's talk about the idea. Let's see if it works. If not, then we'll move on to another idea. Thank you for that. And also thank you for giving the practical example of that. Yeah. Um. And, and even in seeing that 
uh, something else existent sometimes uh, um, like I say I think mm -hmm. black Detroit than America mm -hmm. so it may be in all three but also just seeing that applied and having it takes courage to even be honest because the the I guess the facade or the egos or the embarrassment mm -hmm. the self-doubt the mm -hmm. vulnerability it takes to be honest mm -hmm. uh, in exercising that uh, what what would you say to that person that like really needs to you know be honest but there it's tough to be like I have like I don't know if you all saw like yeah, some of the principles I have mm -hmm. one of them I have is when it's hardest to tell the truth that's when it's most need to be told mm -hmm. you know uh, but it's still tough to apply that at times it is um, I think my life um, just as a woman became so much better when I learned to just accept me for me and just learn to love me for me so that was a form of honesty to peel back all those layers and say, you know what? You don't have to pretend to be something that you're not or even um, try to act like you or try to be like the next woman. Just be you. And um, it actually turned out to be a very beautiful thing because now I can share that with other women like, hey, you don't have to be a pretender. It's OK to just just if you like to eat roast beef every day i don't know then just eat it every day like i don't know but just be you yeah, hopefully you're not getting it from arby's <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know Go the to example to give, but yeah i just try to always be um open mm -hmm. and relatable okay and in being open and relatable mm -hmm. i'm saying this as i just left the naturally fly uh it was a naturally fly event, the eighth year, mm -hmm. at the Artist Village, uh, Sweet Potato Sensations. Etta was there, but uh, another podcast on this network, My Natural Hair. Uh, I saw and it. And it's unique as it's grown like over time. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning so much more about natural hair. You have beautiful natural hair. Thank you. And, and transitioning into natural hair as one mm -hmm. of their most listened to episodes. Mm -hmm. When was uh, dating in natural hair? When did you make the, the choice to go natural? Um... When I felt like I actually going natural for me was not like this big epiphany thing. Mm -hmm. I know everybody has their different stories, but I just ran out of hairstyles. I was like, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I really don't have anything else. My husband was so tired of weave. He was like, okay, I'm so tired of you wearing that weave. Couldn't really wear my hair down because it kept puffing up um, in the summer. Um, then I really didn't know how to take care of my hair. So it was like breaking and like all these other stuff. And actually both my sisters already had dreadlocks. Or locks, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, so I was like, you know what? Let me just try it. And okay. I just went for it. And that's the next question. Mm -hmm. How did your husband respond to the natural hair? Because that liked was like it. one of the most, it's so funny how many people have listened yeah. to that dating and natural hair episode yeah. already. Like in like two days. Yeah. <laughs> he but, liked it. He was supportive. He was mm -hmm. supportive of the um, face. But that's another thing, too, like that confidence piece. You're not going to feel confident sometimes um, or those days where you're not feeling confident. It's really good to have someone to tell you, hey, you're beautiful. You look nice today. I love your hair. Mm -hmm. I love your makeup. Those earrings look good with that hairstyle. Like sometimes you just need that little, you know, that little seed. And look, so he planted that little bitty seed and it turned into this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So little seed, so he gave it some water and, and moisturize all every. I was day. about <laughs> to cut my hair about six times. I've, I mean, I'm always going to like, you know what? I should just cut my hair. I should mm -hmm. go for a different look. But you know what? That he's watering the seed. No, babe, 
your hair is beautiful. Your hair is nice. And I'm like, huh, I don't mm. know if I really like it. Nah, nah, nah. But then when I curl it up and do different stuff to it, I'm like, oh, you're right. Mm. Ain't that so? So, yeah. Okay. So, with that, this has been, like, such a cool conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess we can get into, like, what's more formal in journalism. Uh, if a person's interested in coming to one of your classes, uh, they've never... Uh, they they may I, I assume different people in different journeys because yes. especially with the with the it's a very intimate relationship. It One is. of my homeboys, uh, Maceo, has forty age and backwards, and he does personal training as well. It's not like a you know it's not like hiring somebody to detail your car or something right. where you can just walk off or something like right. you really get a you're you're really becoming a friend of a person. You are. So, uh, if they're interested, uh, what, what, how does that, how do, how do I join? How do I get started? Uh, what's the process of becoming a client if mm-hmm. I have interest? Cause I'm sure it's a lot of questions that I would have before I even go. It is a lot of different questions. And once again, I'm available to answer them all. I'll answer a million questions, but mm-hmm. they can contact me through my phone number, which is everywhere. It's 313-978-2729. And either I or my assistant, Bree, will answer the phone and, you know, try to get all the questions and get the information asked, that, I mean, answered that you need. Um, then you can go on to our website, which is www.committobefitstudio.net. Okay. So that's where to start. And mm-hmm. different, uh, what, what type of clients do you have, too? Because that's another mm-hmm. layer in it all, too, because mm-hmm. it's like... You probably got nothing but skinny women. You probably got nothing but young women. You mm-hmm. probably got nothing but tall women. You know, mm-hmm. like what's the or you got nothing but women. I'm a man. I want to do yeah. this. Yeah. What uh, what type of classes do you have? What type of clients do you have? And how open are you to whomever and what experience? So, um, my clients and my classes um are based off of this. We want everyone to be able to fill apart. Mm-hmm. And be able to come and have a wonderful experience. So the answer to that is everyone. Mm-hmm. There is not a person that I will not see or not take. Even if you have health issues, of course, I'm mm-hmm. going to actually get a medical clearance and then we'll be able to start. Um, so people can get a better understanding of this. Me and my own personal journey, I used to be 220 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I was overweight. I had a lot of issues going on with my back and my knees where I felt like I didn't know if I was going to need like surgery or anything like this, but come to find out I was just carrying too much weight for my frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dropped the weight, but then on the other side of that, I got really small. So not, right now I am carrying my natural weight at my natural size. This is how my body is um, comfortable. And this is the weight that I have maintained during this whole entire journey right here. But the smallest that I've ever been was 228 pounds. Oh, the largest. The, no, the smallest. I'm mm. sorry. The smallest I've ever been was 128. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, the largest that I've ever been was 220. I'm sorry. Wow. So that's like a hundred pound difference. It was a big difference. Mm. So I've seen um, both ends of it. I know how it is to be super, super fit. Um, all your muscles showing those pictures are still out there somewhere that I don't post that often. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with all your muscles showing... And then I also know how it feels to be overweight, um, not really feeling that confident about yourself. But then I also know how it is to be right here in this moment, too, Mm -hmm. where you're just um, happy and 
enjoying your look, the way that you look, the way that you feel, and just enjoying life every day. Okay. Now, in this journey of it, um, as I found, like, man, you know, the, the number one thing, and I work out, and Lord knows, I'm back heavier than I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. and I'm it's it's the diet thing that plays the role in this too mm-hmm. so are is uh, like how inclusive are your classes when it comes to dieting uh is it just fitness uh wh- what what support do you give in reference to that as well so we give a lot of support um we I have meal plans available Mm-hmm. And those are customized. So in order to do a meal plan with me, we would actually need to talk, mm-hmm. um, which can be started through a consultation on the website. Or you can just give me a call and we'll just talk to go over your meal plan. And with the meal plans, we go over everything in your diet. I need to know what are you drinking? What are you eating? Just I need you to give it all to me so that way I can build a plan that is for you. Okay. Now, in this world of so much information available Mm -hmm. and a lot of people picking and choosing what to listen to it, I mean, through the internet, you can almost find a justification for any app out there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I'm on the cigarettes and uh, chitlins diet. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, what does it take? What, uh, what type of buy-in does it take for, for your clients to have to get, yield the best results that they're looking for? I think results or people to really understand or see that these meal plans and these fitness classes and personal training sessions actually work is to see the results of others. And we have plenty. Um, We have a young lady right now that's down 120 pounds, Mm -hmm. another girl that's down 90, another girl that's down 30. Well, it was 27. Then she just reported today that it's 30. Mm -hmm. So when they get to see those transformation photos and they come to class and it's not this fake photo that has been photoshopped galore. You mm-hmm. can actually meet this person. So if you see this girl on the website and we're saying, hey, this is so-and-so and she lost 90 pounds. And it's like, wait, if I come to the Tuesday night class, I can actually meet her. Yes, you can. Mm. She's right there looking just how she looked on the website because mm. we are real. And then also, let me say this in that reference too. Mm-hmm. um, as I like working out too, in the idea, it's a lot of uh, just being in shape to work out mm-hmm. as well. So in that transition, if I'm starting basically bare from scratch, mm-hmm. like I like running, you know, and people are like, you like running? I'm like, yeah, I like running. But you have to get in shape to, to run. To run. Mm-hmm. You have to get in shape to lift. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the process in helping a person that may have you know maybe just a beginner yes yep so my classes are for everyone right now the class that i am currently running is the hip-hop step class so it's step aerobics without all of the crazy moves and terms basically we took a class and we formed it or modified it to tailor the needs of everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's not a routine. I took the routine thing all the way out. I'm actually, there's a lot of videos too on YouTube and on the website, mm-hmm. but I'm actually in the class working out with you and calling those moves with you. So that way, if you walked in the first day, you'll be able to do it Wow! on the very first day. Wow. So we do have a practice class, which is Thursday nights at 6.30 PM where mm-hmm. you can come in and you can practice for 30 minutes. But other than that, before each class starts, I practice with you before each class starts. 
it's very short, like um, maybe three, four minutes, but you at least get an example or a quick demo of what you're expected to do or some moves for you to try before you actually do it. But with the more jumping and the more turning and hopping around you do, you can make it really intense or you can make, you know, make it more um, low and more modified by just, you know, keeping it simple and a little bit more slow paced. Okay. Uh, last two questions, because mm-hmm. I assume you have a lot of women in the class. They it's may have little homies. Mm-hmm. So what's the kit? What if I got my kid? Can kid are kids in any of the classes? Uh, do they join in? Yeah. Uh, what what happens? So what we do for children, there are some women that don't have babysitters. Um, if they are old enough to sit down and maybe watch a movie on a tablet, mm-hmm. say if they're like seven or something like that, and they just have to come and just, you know, watch. Mm-hmm. But because we had that um, growing demand, we actually started Kids Fitness. The first mm. day is Saturday. Mm. So Saturday at 9 a.m., you can bring your child and they can come and they can work out. One of the coaches is Michonne who will be there and you see he's in shape. Mm -hmm. So he will be um, dealing with the training side for the boys and young men. And then (laughs) I myself will be dealing with the young women and the little girls. That way they can get a workout as well. And then they can go sit down and now mommy and dad can go to their step aerobics class. I can already see that class. Like it's going to to him. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like, all right, Andre, we're going to all do push-ups together. (laughs) So, Michonne has been a coach of um, different sports for a lot of years. There Uh, are a lot of children that he has touched and reached throughout the years. And so, he supports me in fitness, and I support him in that. But Mm -hmm. with us opening up this studio, that brings another element to it. Because what we want to do for our community, Mm -hmm. we want to give our children and also our families a space to bring their kids where you don't have to commit to a membership. Mm. Our facility is not a membership. You Mm. come in, you purchase your class or your class package. If you want to continue, then you buy more classes, but we don't want to say, okay, in order for you to attend, you have to buy this uniform. Mm -hmm. Then you have to come out of another $50 by purchasing this. Oh yeah. Now we're going to take a trip here and that's another 125. Why can't our kids just work out and be fit and get in shape by just working out? Mm -hmm. Why do we have to belong to an organization? Mm -hmm. Why can't we just work out? I like it. I like it. So yeah. Last question before okay. I get into my classic Detroit is different question. Okay. Guys, because I know mm-hmm. it's just just society. I'm being real. Mm-hmm. Some women may not feel comfortable working out in the same room with men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some guys is like, damn, Lulu limits. You know Let me I'm tell saying? you. Like, you know? <laughs> it's like I came here to yoga, but <laughs> what is what's your IG? Not these classes, okay? <laughs> I mean, but I know it's, I have yeah. to ask. No, let me tell you. Usually, uh-huh. most classes or the people that come to class are going to operate and function the same way as the instructor or the owner. Uh-huh. And as you see, we are just like really yeah. down to earth. We just like to have fun. Like, we just uh-huh. love life and we just want to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And so, usually, everyone that comes to class is the same way. Okay. Um, no, men come to class all the time. It is the best thing ever. Okay. We invite them in because we want our black men to be in shape. We want them mm-hmm. to be healthy. 
I want to marry you and then I, I don't want you to die. I want to marry mm-hmm. you and then I want to enjoy you like for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So in order for that to happen, you have to take care of yourself. We mm-hmm. both have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And so, yeah, they come in and work out and they're they're well receptive. It's no problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, so that's good that you set that standard. Because yes. I think that the thirst is real with guys. And then sometimes just the body image mm-hmm. issues of bringing a man in a dynamic can oh, change no. a whole room of women. Oh, no, no, no. They get real. No, uh-uh. No, okay. no, they love it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just, I, I'm nope. seeing it. The outfits know? get sexier and we just be like, oh, you look sexy today. Somebody must be coming to class. with that sequence purple. The outfits get sexier and we just commend them for wearing a the sexy jogging, outfit. Yeah, came we out just, of them jogging pants. Yeah, and the men, the shirts get tighter. The men's the, the shirt, they start losing weight. The white t-shirts get a right, little tighter. We be like, <laughs> we'd be like okay you know welcome thank you for coming but yeah no we it's just uh all around just fun experience i mean we're all about results and you know mm-hmm. losing weight but our whole thing was just to make it fun again so we still want you to come in and you know work hard and push and you know get your results but we want you to have a good time doing it so yeah you'll be able to mingle and interact with each other there are men and women in the classes. It's all ages. It's all um, races. There's different um, spiritual or religion beliefs um, in the same classes. So, yeah, it's an environment for literally everyone. Okay. Literally everyone. Okay. And the uh, last point of everything okay. is always the Detroit is different questions. Mm-hmm. Very first car. Uh, what was it? Uh what year did you get it, and what year making model was it made? Don't laugh. Okay. <laughs> I've never bought a car. Wow. Okay. So I've never owned a, a car. Ain't that something? Ain't um, that something? That may be actually a good thing. I don't know. You got to ask my husband. Is that a good thing? It may be a good thing. No. My husband Hilarious. has purchased every single car we have ever had. Ain't that something? I've never bought a vehicle so even when i was younger and i would be driving around um the suburbans and thunderbirds and stuff like that they weren't mine (laughs) okay so next question you're a Mm. dj it's the end of the fireworks woodward and jefferson you get to play three songs what three songs are you playing um let me see oh my gosh my songs are like so corny i don't i'm the end of the fireworks Mm mm-hmm three songs it's kind of hard to say because this this is the funny thing about me um i've been teaching classes and stuff for so long and music is my life so how about i really don't listen to music with lyrics okay i listen to like a lot of jazz okay Um, what songs would it be (laughs) i i i I always have to hammer people on this um let me see okay so if i had to pick I don't know. I listen to whatever my husband listened to. Give me three songs. Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I'm a huge Beyonce fan. Okay. So, I would play um, Beyonce XO. Okay. I would play something of Jay-Z's. I don't know. Something. Pick something. Um, I would play Maybe Excuse Me. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, And let me see. That would be like song one, two, and then like the very last song it would have to be, um, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm just going to choose something. I guess another Beyonce song. Okay. I don't know. Rena Alarm. <laughs> okay. There we go. Just anything. And the last question. If you could rename Woodward after one D trader, who would it be and why? I'm going to pick Mashawn Link. <laughs> okay. Why? Because that's my husband's first and last name. Okay. And he, he's the driving force behind everything. So you can drive down. Yeah. Woodward. I like it. Michelle Thank Link. you. Thank you. I think this will be people in Detroit's different world will be seeing more of the both of you. I hope so. I can't wait to get into my Coach Snoop uh, discussion and interview with your husband. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, this is the funniest thing. So technically, like nobody really knows how he looks. This Uh is the funniest like joke. Like, oh, my gosh, I hate this joke. It's the... Nobody really knows how he looks unless they see him like in person and they have to ask like, hey, are you shine? Um, Because he thinks he's Batman like in Mm. real life. And so you never really know like his true identity. We may go MF Doom style. That'll be a very interesting interview. (laughs) Like give him the ghost face killer white mask. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Who are you interviewing? Is he an FBI informant? This this is most definitely. (laughs) Yeah, you should most definitely do his next because you can get another. Um corporate like a corporate side because that is what he does get the uh get the uh the nikki barnes voice seriously i was there seriously (laughs) no picture you can never see this man's face like ever it's the ridiculous it's the most i have so many facebook live videos i'm like can you please get in the video and he's like i'm not getting in the video why hilarious but this was awesome thank you so much for having us thank Thank you you. thank you thank you thank you yes yes this was real fun Yes.